This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, Truman Jones is on News Radio WGNS. Good morning, Rutherford County. It's an absolutely beautiful morning. Everybody needs to go out and just see the picture that God's painted for us this morning. And and uh, uh, there are so many great things going on in Rutherford County. We we sometimes we don't count our blessings the way we should and uh i got sean Wright on this morning and bless his heart um sean you remind me of when i first started uh looking into maybe running for an office or something of course this is back in the stone age but it was such a great time for me because i got to go out meet new people but for the most part, I knew their families if I did not know them because Rutherford County uh, area was uh, not as populated, not even close to being as populated as it is now. And uh, in a lot of ways, there were deep roots here. We were just about all related to each other back in those times. And, 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 I, and I sit back and I think about it and compare it to today. Um, I know that... Uh, Door knocking was a big thing back years ago, and you usually had three or four hundred of your family and friends out there knocking on the doors for you. And for me, it was a special, special time. I will never forget it. And uh, just being able to acclimate yourself to the the families and everybody in the command uh, in the community and listen to them and see what they had to say was a special time for me. Now, I, my guess is it's not as much fun now as it was back then. Well, with COVID, uh, first, Truman, thanks for having me on today. Oh, glad to have you on. Absolutely. Uh, with COVID, it's kind of changed the whole thing because when you door knock, you're having to wear a mask, and you hit the door, and you step down two or three steps to stay six, seven foot away from somebody. Uh, but you're right. You, you don't lift the mask every once in a while to, sit, to let people say, hey, this is this is Sean, this, this is Sean and this I'm is what here. I look like. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I need a see-through mask Yeah, when you see my face. <laughs> uh, but you, you, it's still, even though Murfreesboro's grown, there's still a lot of people with a lot of deep roots in Murfreesboro yes. that you yes. still know. Like you said, you may not know that person themselves, but you know people in their family. Mm-hmm. And it, it's do they, do they ask you sometime? Uh, who you may be related to, because that would be the people that's been here a long time. Absolutely. I get yeah. that a lot. Yeah. So, and uh, I'm proud of my family, so I'm, I'm proud to brag on them. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, of course, um, there's a lot of danger right now out. It's not just the COVID virus, but it's driving through Murfreesboro to get from one place to the other. <laughs> now, I, uh, I'm i not going to say which one it is. I think everybody probably heard about it, but... Uh, in fact, they probably heard us on the radio, but uh, there is one, and, and there's more than one, but there's one particular stoplight in Murfreesboro where the stupid thing never changes. It's a left turn signal, and it goes into Broad Street, and, and those uh, that uh, drive early in the morning, they probably know which one I'm talking about, but we were, uh, you know, just having fun talking about that particular light, and he says, well... It's early in the morning, Truman. Why don't you just run the thing? So the other day I was sitting there. I've been there five minutes. Stupid thing still hadn't turned, uh, the, the light turned come on. So I said, I'm going to just do what he told me to do. I'm running this light. I hope the police officers are not are not going to take me to task on this. <laughs> but anyway... I said, to heck with it. I'm not sitting here any longer because i got stuff to do. So I ran the light, 
I bet you I had 20 cars blowing their horn at me and everything else. And I said, ah, next time I'm going to sit here if it's 30 minutes. I mean, it's crazy. But, you know, um, I never thought that I would see the traffic as bad in Murfreesboro as it is now, simply because I grew up in a time where there wasn't any traffic. And it's hard for people my age to to, uh, change as far as how they uh, look at things and and how they relate to it. But uh, as a young man, you're a young man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) you really are. And and, uh, you probably look at everything different than what I would look for. I I come from a very conservative family, and and most of us uh, grew up in that type of atmosphere. When you go to a city council meeting... um, what are you looking for, and, and, and how does the, uh, the conversations in there relate to some of the things that you're looking about? Well, when I, when I go into a council meeting, uh, we don't have all the information in the gallery right. as the council members and the mayor have. So I want to hear the conversation on the topics uh, and see who's saying what, what's being said, and the, the banter back and forth. Yeah. Uh, one council member is really good about asking questions and, and probing the city manager and the staff to figure out what's going on with the situation, not just what's on the top, what's on the level. He does his research. He does his research. Yeah. And uh, I, I hope to model myself after the way he does his research. Just you couldn't have a you couldn't have a better role model. No, I couldn't. I, I, of course, he, we're talking about Ronnie Martin. That's right. That's yeah. right. And. Uh, so I, I want to look at what's deeper. I want to see what's going on with the city, not just what's on the, the topic of the, of, of the surface. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I'm looking for when I go and sit in one. I guess everywhere you would go in Murfreesboro, everybody has things that they feel very positive about as far as living in Murfreesboro. And, and, and then some will have these little uh, uh, problems that will come up every once in a while. In, in a in a neighborhood, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember when they used to have little uh, get-togethers in each part of the city, and some of the councilmen would would. Uh, this has been a long time ago. Uh, they would love to be at a church or whatever and sit there and listen to what is really affecting each part of the the, the community. I, I think that's really important. The the people of Murfreesboro have a right to get in front of their their representatives. That way, the city council really knows what's going on. Yeah, uh, you, I hear the same thing going when I'm going door knocking. When I'm talking to people one on one, you hear the same few complaints in every neighborhood. Uh, of uh, course, traffic, uh, which you just spoke on, and I haven't been driving near as long as you have in town. And I still remember when you could drive from one side of Murfreesboro to the other in ten or eleven minutes. And good luck good, ever good doing luck, that now. Good luck doing that now. Uh, I have to. I was telling somebody earlier over breakfast. I live five miles from my office, and it takes me 45 minutes to get home just because of traffic. Yeah. Uh, but you hear about traffic. You hear about car break-ins and house break-ins, and now you're hearing about shootings. And I, I would have never thought about hearing about shootings in Murfreesboro. And we hear that on the news constantly now. There's one thing about it, though, here in Murfreesboro, uh, and if you get away from these major cities that, that are, are on television all the time, you'd think it. This is the worst country in the world when you're looking at Oregon and Washington and Chicago and, and uh, St. Louis and some of those places that are totally out of control. And I never thought that I would see anything like that in our country. But in this area right here, it's almost like everybody, where in the world are they hearing about Murfreesboro, Tennessee? Because uh, I can remember going into places away from here and, and having conversations with people. People know where Murfreesboro is, right. and, and that is the big draw. They Everybody wants to live in Murfreesboro. They don't want to live in Tahiti or Hawaii or right. any place like that. Murfreesboro, Tennessee is where they want to go. It's because of the people. The people in Murfreesboro are, are better than every people anywhere else yeah and when you come here you just get stuck because of the community around murfreesboro the people in murfreesboro we're just we're just different we are different and you come in like like sylvan park here this place it fills up empties out fills up empties out it's in a constant uh motion you, you might say but the biggest draw for me coming in here 
It would be the, the people that work here, which are very, very silent. But everybody's smiling and enjoying each other's company. You, and, and they may not even know the individuals That's that right. they're with. And, right and they're now. all talking table to table. And like you said, they don't even know each other, but everybody's talking amongst themselves. It's yeah. a great community. Now, if, if you got something that is very special, nothing's perfect, but, but very, very special, and you're running for an office in that particular part of the government, what are you mostly looking at? Because already you, you've got some place where everybody wants to move to. Absolutely. So futuristic talking, how, how, what needs to be done in this city to maintain that level of uh, comfort for people to come into? Well, I think we've got, to, we've got to continue being the great community we've always been. Uh, we've got some fiscal things that we've handled in the past couple of years, and now we've got to move forward with whatever, however COVID affects us. Mm-hmm. And then we've got to increase our, 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 our quality of life. Mm-hmm. So as we, as we move forward, we increase the quality of life, we take care of fiscal issues smartly, and we handle growth correctly and keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm running to keep Mervisville the great place we've always known it to be. Yeah. Uh, like you said, we don't have much that needs to be changed. we just got little things that need to be tweaked. Yeah. And we get those little things to be tweaked, we'll continue being the greatest city in the United States. You know, I, I've gotten almost, Sean, where I won't watch news programs anymore because we don't relate to that type of uh, behavior here. And we were so, I was so proud of our law enforcement people and the people that watched over the downtown city area and it was one of it, it was almost perfectly handled it was. as far as the, the bad people coming in here. Uh, and uh, I don't care whether they're supposedly out here protesting peacefully or, or whatever. It still uh, uh, ignites uh, an area wherever they go. And you have to have the right people to monitor that and keep everyone safe around here. And our law enforcement people were just absolutely out of this world. Top and nice. I was so proud of them all the way across the board. And, and, and the people who live here support them 100%. That's and that's, that's, that's part of the strength of what they're able to do. And, and uh, as far as the relationships between people, um, I don't think that... I don't, and, I, and mo- almost everybody I know, they don't look at the ethnic, ethnic background of anybody right here. We're all U.S. citizens. I agree. We're, we're, we're people from the same group, uh, and I'm just absolutely so proud of, of this area right here. And this has been going on for ever since I was a kid. Now, we went through segregation, and... Uh, in, um, in, um, it was. It, it should have been done. I mean, it, it should have been done earlier, as we know. But we didn't even think about anybody being different back then than we were. And, and we were able to get along with everybody simply because yeah, we had that uh, automatic love for, for our neighbors and, and whoever back then. Yeah, and, and Murfreesboro's still like that. They're, yeah. The, the Murfreesboro just sees people from Murfreesboro or people from here. Just They just keep getting along. Yeah. What are we going to do to continue to help? The small businesses, because I've been through um, working with a few people uh, recently, and uh, one of the places that uh, pretty much shut down uh, was uh, simply, it was a business uh, uh, situation, and uh, we're talking about the drugstore over there on Memorial, mm-hmm. um, and Reesane, mm-hmm. and it was one of those places that everybody wanted to go to because you had everything there. You had you the post shake. office. You had the the best milkshakes in the world. You you had you had people who would smile and welcome you in as soon as you walked through the door. And then uh, one of the uh, major concerns, uh, business concerns across the country, Fred's, uh, they, they bought them out. And and it was tied up in, in legal type situations for a number of years, and hopefully it's going to be coming back 
uh, in January. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a good chance that they're going to be back in January. Uh, it can be talked about now. Okay. Uh, and uh, I, I'm I'm happy because every small business deserves a chance to be successful. Agreed. And, and there's no other place that I know of that that has that type of growth. In the in the, the possibilities of becoming su- successful as a small business owner, as we do right here, how are, how are we going to keep that going? Well, we got to entice more people to go to small businesses. And you notice during during the COVID shutdowns, people made a point to go to the small business restaurants. People yeah. made a point to go to the the, the local stores. Mm-hmm. We got to do that even when there's not a crisis. We got to yeah. go out and support the people that are our neighbors. Yeah. Uh, there's an old saying that uh, Amazon and Walmart, they're not donating to your kid's baseball team. That's true. So support the people that support you on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. It may cost a little bit more, but it, it helps the community at whole. Yeah. There's not one place that I go in right now that doesn't come over and tells me thank you. That's right. Uh, it, 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 they, they know all their customers. They know the, the type of people they are, and they know how uh, responsible most of their customers are when everything goes into a, a, a deep dive. Mm-hmm. And it, it's very difficult for a small business to pull out of that. It dive. is. It is. Now, um, is there any um, other thing that you have seen since you've been uh, sitting there in the, in the uh, city council room where has anything kind of lit up your light bulb as far as I'm not too sure I can support this if I, if I, uh, if I am elected to the city council? Well, I, I'm, I, again, I, I come from a real fiscal background. I, I'm not real big on raising taxes without making cuts. Uh, so when you're talking have about... Have you followed the last two or three years of the city council? I have. I've followed probably the last five years pretty close. Are, are, are anything that really stood out as far as why did we go in this particular direction? Well, the, the council members themselves say that they were just going by what the city manager put in front of them. And they didn't do much research deeper down. They just Do you feel comfortable with the city manager system? Or had you rather have a I would mayor's rather, I would rather have a full-time mayor system yeah. myself. That takes nothing away or for Mr. Tyndall. I mean, he seems to be a great guy. But I think a city man, a full-time mayor is can be held responsible to the voters. Yeah. So if the full-time mayor is doing something or putting pulling wool over their eyes like the, the council and mayor have said in, in the past, then the, city, the mayor can come up for re-election and vote him out, mm-hmm. where the city manager he can't be held to that same standard. He or she can't be held to that same standard. So I'm for for a full-time mayor situation. Uh, and, and I'm for, like uh, Ronnie Martin, he, he looks deep into situations. He doesn't, just doesn't take what's on the surface. He does more homework and sees the deeper situation. Yeah. People, back when Roger Haley was the city manager, of course he was a local boy, mm-hmm. and and that's always been a positive for me. I'm a, I, I know they've gotten away from that. Uh, in, in the last few years, and actually it's a number of years now, where they they reached out beyond the Rutherford, Mur- Murfreesboro area into other states. I mean, they've gone as far as Oregon and, and all of that. And, and, and I, I mean, I, they, they will give you a resume and all the things and that go along with it. But they don't really get to see the real people, and, and they don't get to see the uh, – the background of their families and things like that and how they respond to situations. And, and really, they don't have that uh, uh, love of the community that we have, that we grew up in, and, and it's very special for us. Uh, do you have any particular idea uh, how you would feel about putting out a, a, a feeler all the way across the country and looking at those type things? Or had you rather, you have already know the people that are here, uh, the, the people that are valued right here in our community, and uh, maybe give them, since, since you know more about them, no matter what, as far, as far as the people who would come in and, and uh, put in an application here. I, I, I have never felt comfortable going outside our area. 
Should shouldn't we give them a little bit more of a chance to to be, to go in positions, whether it would be elected positions or or uh, uh, you know heads of departments and things like that? Because because that that's a very difficult process. Absolutely, and and they've got their blood, sweat, and tears already in the town. They've got yeah. their blood, sweat, and tears already in the community. I'd also like to see the city team with MTSU. And as people graduate certain programs at MTSU, have them start moving into city positions. And you could even put jobs on five-year cycles on contracts, and after five years, move people along, put new people in position. That way you're all, always constantly getting new ideas. Yeah. And, and move people up the ladder. Let, let those people move, move up, move out, or move in. Uh, and that way you're, you're using the, the asset you have as MTSU, getting smart minds out of the school and putting them in positions also. Yeah. You know, change is good sometimes, but change is not good sometimes. That's right. And uh, I remember when the city was uh, going to go away from uh, escorting funeral processions. And, and, and they had uh, gone to a class in school, and, and um, they felt like that uh, it could be a legal problem with the city uh, uh, escorting them through here and all the way into their at the funeral uh, home or whatever. But anyway, uh, they asked me uh, what I was going to do. Roger Haley's the one that brought me to the meeting, and uh, I told him, I said, that's something that we will never give up because we respect our people here, and and, and this is a, a, and most times it's their lifelong residents of Murfreesboro or Rutherford County or whatever, and you have to honor that particular life. And uh, there's nothing like, you know, I've gone to a number of family funerals, and there's nothing like seeing that type of response from uh, an agency that you thoroughly uh, respect. I agree. And, and, and that really does make a big difference. And to have that uh, continuing love for the people who live around here, yeah, it's hard to pass on to other people who are not even That's right. uh, associated with this particular area. Yeah, that, that comes back to just the people in Murfreesboro. I mean, when there's a funeral, people just naturally pull over. They don't have to be told. Yeah. And I, that that's upsetting that the city would even think about, have ever thought about stopping funeral processions. That's yeah. just part of the southern culture. Yeah. We got a phone call. Caller, welcome aboard with Sean Wright. Yeah, Truman. I was just wondering about the uh, city wanting to do away with the county ambulance and having their own service. What do you think you guys think about that? I'll hang up and listen. Thank you for that call because that's 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 uh, one area that kind of uh, bugs me. But I probably have more information than the law allows on on what's been going on in that type of situation. What about it, Sean? Uh, I'd like to study it more. I, I've been presented a case from the county, and I've presented, been presented a case from the city about the, the city EMS. Uh, the case that I've been presented from the city sounds great, but I want to see it in writing, uh, that the city's not on the hook for any dollars. The city taxpayers aren't on the hook for anything. A third-party service, St. Thomas or Vanderbilt, would pay for it all and pay for the manpower and the trucks and everything. Well, if that's truly the case, and it's a no-lose for the city of Murfreesboro. But then I get a, ca- uh, a thing from the county saying a whole lot of different stuff. I-, I don't want to put any tax burden on the city of Murfreesboro, on the people of Murfreesboro. So I don't want to do anything that's against the city of Murfreesboro. But if it's as proposed, it doesn't sound like a bad idea. But I want to see it in deeper, deeper study. Well, I'm not going to add my opinion too much into this. But I remember back when we started 911, mm-hmm. and even before that, uh, Mike Nunley uh, started our ambulance service. And, mm-hmm. and we're going back a long time ago. And even before that, the uh, the uh, funeral homes would be the ambulance, ambulance service. service. That's right. So it, it, the, it, it has been an interesting process, and the people that were involved in it initially in the changes – they were some of the best people in the world. I mean, they knew their business. They were very sharp. And when 911 happened, all the uh, emergency agencies worked hand in hand. There, there was no jumping the gun and, and we, we need this or we need that. 
everybody work together. That's right. And when you have all of those particular uh, groups that uh, are hand in hand, whatever needed to be done, then they would do it. There would be uh, no arguments. I mean, we had the best 911 board that ever was in Rutherford County. And uh, uh, when you start looking at maybe your own particular personal agency and then you start reaching out and jumping calls and things like that, it's not a positive thing. Sure. And, and, and when you're working together like a family working together, it really makes a big difference. And sometimes if, if you're running up and down the street, if you've got a, a, an accident somewhere and uh, running on every one, you're, you're adding a lot of uh, uh, danger to the sure. situation Absolutely. that's going on. It, it needs to be handled by the proper agencies at that time. And I have seen some of that, and uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's not a good thing. Um, I mean, the agencies should be able to work together, and it, and it should be fine-tuned, and it should be made uh, simple as far as the responses that are going on. If you do that, then our community will be the better for it. I, I and, absolutely agree. But it has to be completely uh, investigated as far as what those particular needs are, why they want the changes, and, and make sure that it's, it's for the good of the, the citizens here rather than a particular agency or whatever. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Okay. So you're, gonna, you're going to spend a lot of time looking at this particular thing I, because I can tell you a lot of times if you piecemeal your attention toward that particular item and, and you don't do – I know Ronnie will, will do it because yeah. – he, he is uh, one of the best I've ever seen as far as his research. But uh, that's one thing that needs to be looked into because if you start having um, problems with one agency working with the other, it, it hurts the entire process. Absolutely. And if you go in with your homework trying to find the solution you want to find, you're going to find that solution. Yeah. You've got to go in with an open mind. And it's not very difficult to find. And to be perfectly honest with you, a lot of times you can find it by dealing with personalities that, because then it comes to the forefront. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I like that call. I, I don't know where that one came <laughs> from, but I absolutely. You know, there, everybody in the city of Murfreesboro has something positive to say about Murfreesboro. And, then they, it, and it doesn't take too much to rankle uh, some people as far as what they get angry that's about. That's right. You know, you can go in any part of the city, and we've got a great police department right here in Murfreesboro. Yes, we do. And you're going to see cars driving on a particular street uh, off and on because you have people that really don't want to follow the law like it's set up. <laughs> I mean, it's not really a 30-mile-an-hour speed zone. It's a 70-mile-an-hour right. speed zone. <laughs> but it, it, it's those things that will personally aggravate people who right. live in certain uh, parts of the community, and, and it's easy to make judgments on those things because we really don't know a, ho a whole lot because only the guys that are working in those particular agencies, whether it be the fire department or the police department, only they know what's really going on. That's right. So how would you, um, is there anything else that maybe has come to your attention that hasn't been brought up because that particular thing, a lot of people, um, the citizens of Murfreesboro, don't have a clue what's going on behind the scenes on those particular things that we were talking about. And I remember, good gosh, when, what was that police officer? Uh, I mean, the, the police chief, he was from Oregon or someplace sure. like that. And gosh, I mean, I'm going to say it on there. He didn't have a clue what was going on. There. He didn't know Murfreesboro. Yeah, he sure didn't. But 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 uh, somehow the the uh, he 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 got that position. That's right. Well, the Murfreesboro. You're talking about things that people don't really know. Murfreesboro has a retention issue with police and fire. Also, we've got to figure out a way to keep our firemen, our policemen here. They, we, Is that because of salaries or what? It, it's a combination of salary, uh, retirement, and uh, and and. Uh, out so how, how long do you have to work before you can retire yeah so it's a combination of the three 
but we lose policemen and firemen to even Smyrna, Brentwood. And we're not talking about a long way away. We're talking about now, why neighboring you say communities. Even? <laughs> I, I, I come on, even. come on, Sean. <laughs> That's a great city. It's a great. Not not not, not taking anything away from those places, but yeah. as a Murfreesboroian, yeah. I don't want to see our people leaving to go to 15 miles down the road. Let's keep them here. I'm not commenting on that. <laughs> You get elected to the city council, you may have to go up there and, and uh, ha- have some business meetings that's, with them. That's fine. I, I, I do business in Smyrna a lot. I'm not trying, like I said, not taking anything away from Smyrna. I just want to be able to retain our people here. Yeah, yeah. That is a good idea. And I think sometimes, actually there are a lot of uh, places right now, in, as far as, say, city size of Murfreesboro, that they're losing a lot of their officers. But we're not losing them at the same rate uh, as, say, Davidson County and some of these right. others because they're constantly under well, the gun. And I, if I was going to be a law enforcement officer in this day and time uh, for a large city, there's no way I would do it. Well, yeah, and you look at what's going on in all these large cities across the country. I, it'd be hard to be a, a – you're giving up a lot, a lot to be a police officer or first responder in one of those areas Yeah, with all the other stuff going on. Now, there have to be some reasons why you've decided to make this choice as far as running for a city councilman in Murfreesboro. Well, I love Murfreesboro. I was born and raised here. I went to, went to school, other places, and I had a chance to go work anywhere in the country I wanted to work after my grad school degree. Mm-hmm. And uh, I loved Murfreesboro so much I came back here. And we take care of a business here, and I just love the community. Like we talk about the people here. And I just want it to continue being the great city it's always been. I, I don't want to see my city turn into one of these other cities that's on the news every day. Yeah. But there had to have been something else that triggered this because it's a tough job. It's a tough I, job. I have seen it in the county really more than I have in the city. But it's, it's 24 hours a day because I can remember many, many times I wouldn't go to sleep for a whole week. Uh, worrying about some of the things that we needed. I, I, I know I was on the other side of the mm-hmm. ledger where uh, I, I would develop my needs by uh, the, what was going on in my particular department, and then I would have to go forward. And a lot of times uh, it was almost an automatic no because they did not want to Spend the uh, fund more monies for the pick particular right. department. And uh, it, it, it was a pretty tough issue. In fact, I would go spend time sitting on the front porch with uh, some of the county commissioners and try to uh, educate them on why we almost had to have this. And right. in some cases, it, it, it really didn't matter. They weren't going to give me the money anyway. <laughs> so when, you, when, when you're able to do that, uh, refuse to give the money, then the uh, department has only has really one or two choices. They can either let it go, and then the community suffers, or you can sue them. That's and right. that's that's the good thing about in the county, uh, you you have the constitutional officers that they have that option because right. it's something that has to be done. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Sean Wright. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. And this portion of The Truman Show brought to you by Mapco. How do you feel about two-for-three-dollar Lay's or Cheetos? What about regular M&M's for only a dollar? Just a few of the handful of sweet deals you can find right now at Mapco. You'll be surprised how they've always got some great deals for your everyday cravings out there. And you don't have to um, go very far to download their My Rewards mobile app. Yes, you can earn points toward items like ice-cold fountain drinks and even fuel. The app available for both iPhones and Androids. Be sure to stop by today at your local Mapco. We drove over 300 miles in two days. There isn't a star rating high enough to give Mary Catherine Hughes. Mary Catherine was a pleasure to work with. She was knowledgeable, friendly, positive, and helpful throughout the entire process. 
Thanks so much, Mary Catherine. You rock. I find joy in helping folks find the perfect home. If you're interested in making a purchase of a home in 2020, give me a call today. Mary Catherine Hughes, sold by MK, powered by EXP Realty. We're discussing the great city we live in with Councilman Eddie Smotherman. Eddie, what do you like most about our city? I'm proud of the diversity our city has. Our great schools, our parks, our strong economy, our health services, and our historic downtown. From the Miracle Field to Main Street, from the Greenway to the Gateway, I love our city. Paid for by friends of Eddie Smotherman for City Council. Eddie Smotherman, Treasurer. I'm Eddie Smotherman, and I'd appreciate your vote for Murfreesboro City Council. At Bud's Tire Pros, they care about those who live and work here because you're a big part of what makes this place great. This is Kay Mitchell at Bud's Tire. Come by and see us at Bud's Tire, 3600 East Main Street, or call 896-TIRE. They will be here through the good times and the uncertain times. For those who are out on the road, stop in today to see their full lineup of Michelin tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, they're essential, they're open, they're local. Visit them online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Jeff's, 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 Jeff's. This is John Sowell informing you that Jeff's Restaurant at 467 South Hancock Street will reopen seven days a week on Friday, July the 31st for carryout and call-in orders only. Hours are 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. serving 16 vegetables, 17 meats, and many desserts. Face masks and social distancing is required. There's no place you'd rather be than in Mercerburg, Tennessee with the Sowell Brothers for real home cooking. Phone 615-867-2164. Tell them Dad sent you. Save big this weekend at French's Tax-Free Weekend Sale. The famous bargain racks are overflowing with deals on all the top brands. Get an unbeatable 50% off most box sandals. Plus, every pair of rack shoes and sandals priced $29.99 and below are now half price. Hurry to French's tax-free weekend sale for the best deals in town. It makes good sense to shop at French's. French's Shoes and Boots. 1837 South Church Street in Murfreesboro. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. During a special called meeting Tuesday, the Rutherford County Board of Education voted to reopen schools in August with in-person classes and an option for all parents to choose distance learning. That unanimous vote came Tuesday night after board member Tiffany Johnson's motion. I'm going to make a motion, Mr. Chairman, that we move to proceed with the opening of schools on August 10th, with the distance learning option being made available to parents and authorizing the director of schools to make adjustments to the reopening as the administration determines appropriate. Following the board's decision, Director of Schools Bill Spurlock said the district and schools will have procedures and protocols in place to minimize exposure to COVID-19 for students and employees. Those procedures would include a mask mandate for all employees, students, and visitors to the school with limited exceptions, social distancing whenever possible, and the limiting of student migration throughout the building. The district also has procedures in place for quarantining those who contract COVID-19 or who have been potentially exposed to the virus. In response to ongoing monitoring of the COVID-19 numbers, Murfreesboro City Schools will open the 2020-21 school year on August 10th with Plan 2, hybrid instruction. This is a change from the original opening plan. In the new plan, pre-K through second grade students will begin in the traditional school setting, while third through sixth will utilize distance learning. If parents don't have the technology or resources at home, you can apply for a laptop on loan. Full details with links available on our website, WGNSRadio.com. Join the conversation. Log on to Facebook.com slash WGNSRadio and click the like button. Or you can follow us on Twitter at WGNSRadio. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer, host of the Truman Show live broadcast. You have such great people working here. Would you want to do anything else? No, sir. I love coming to work every day. I love this. Open Monday through Saturday at 6.30 for breakfast and lunch, Thursdays and Fridays for dinner. We listen to the gossip that's going on at every other table. We're able to keep up with all the things that go on in Murfreesboro. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer. 
Hi, my name is Claire Maxwell. I'm running for Rutherford County School Board Zone 5 because I'm tired of seeing your tax dollars wasted and our teachers and students neglected. If elected, I promise to fight for the needs of all of our county schools. After 16 years of neglect and being let down, isn't it time for a change? Early voting starts July 17th through August 1st, and Election Day is August 6th. Let's make a change in the right direction by voting for Claire Maxwell for Rutherford County School Board Zone 5. Paid for by Claire Maxwell for Rutherford County School Board Zone 5, Austin Maxwell Treasurer. Good neighbor weather. We'll see if scattered showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon with partial sunshine developing a high in the low 90s. Southwest winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 78. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes. For Premier Six Theater, they're now open. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5-101.9, AM1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back and, and Sean Wright. And we were talking about movies, and everybody knows that one of my top places to go to and just sit back and enjoy life is is over here uh, at the movie theater at Jackson Heights. And uh, they're they're showing classics, Sean, and and a lot of the classics I agree with. And uh, Shelby, uh, a lot of them I don't agree with. But we come from different eras, and it is funny. If you want to look and see how people think, go by the each age group. See, I was going to the Princess Theater when I was six and seven years old, and it would babysit my brother Mike and I, Mm -hmm. and uh, parents would go downtown because that's where all the shopping was done, and we would sit there for go through two or three movies, and just absolutely loved the day because right. it, they, they, they were all very um, uh, the, the type of movies that young kids would see, but it didn't have a whole lot of violence and all the, the other things that you have to put up with today. And uh, I, I, at, at my age, I still miss those particular type of movies, and they stand out for me, and I love the comedy parts of it and and things like that. Uh, but uh, the classic movies have kind of slowed down because Hollywood is not releasing any films. No, right they're now, not. Which, which is a shame. But uh, I went to see A League of Their Own about the Ladies uh, Professional Baseball League and just absolutely enjoyed that movie. But uh, when, when you're trying to uh, see what are the type of movies that people in this community would love to go see, it's very difficult to make that decision because we all are are different, but particularly in each age group. I guarantee you it, what you would choose would be entirely different th- than what I would choose. So last week when you saw A League of Their Own, I saw Gremlins. Well, now, Gremlins, <laughs> it was kind of semi-okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't have chosen that particular movie. But A League of Their Own, see, uh, uh, I had a, a great fondness for that particular it, movie. It was a great movie. Yeah. So you, are you still going over there and, and watching the, the classic movies? We go once a week. This week, I, the the three that are on there, I don't. Uh, there's not one that really tickles me this week. Yeah. But I'll go see some, one of them. But we go once a week on Sunday night. Yeah, and uh, uh, what about... The birds, because the birds are still on. I think it'll be on through tomorrow. Till tomorrow, and then then the, the new ones come on. I think Lord of the Rings, and and Does and he, that is what got th- what three, three or movies. four mm-hmm. uh, movies. And they're that all go back they're back. all three hours, three and a half hours long. Yeah, and then Deadpool, which is a cart uh, a comic book movie, and I don't remember the third one. That's that's not the Clint Eastwood Deadpool. No, 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 not not yeah. that. Yeah. This one is not one of those family-friendly movies. A lot, lot of bad words and other things like that. So those type movies don't bother you. 
I, I don't care for them. I, I want wholesome family movies. I don't understand the just putting. Oh, Chris- oh, you changed on me now. There's a tr- true politician. No, no, I w- <laughs> Grim- Gremlins. I like just because that was that when I was a little kid. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I don't like movies that have just random curse words for no reason. It yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Well, wait, can you keep up with the movies today? When when uh, it, it's they're like a a, a continuation of car chases and and all these things that go on and i cannot for the life of me keep up with them i couldn't tell you what one car was from the other once they get started right it's all about action going on and it doesn't seem like there's any particular reason why they're doing that right i could see that if you had a choice of movies which one would would you tell shelby brantley over here at Premier Six, uh, I, I like '80s action hero movies and uh, comedies. '80s action hero. Mm-hmm. Now, what are we looking at? Uh, Sports, Iron Man, Schwarzenegger, or like or Stallone, or Rambo t- type stuff like that. Oh, you go back even farther than I thought you would go back. Yeah. Well, Rambo was around a long time. Rocky was around a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Stallone, he made a lot of money in that in those particular in those two movies group. Yeah, Yeah. I just wondered if people are not getting a little bit used to not having uh, going to see those movies because I can't do it. I I have got to go to the theater to see my movies, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I cannot watch sitting there watching the TV in my den or whatever. It it bores me to death. I, I can't get that same. Feel it's not the of, same of, the, thing. of the type of movie that's going on. I have a ton of uh, uh, movie tapes that, that go back a long way, and gosh, I, some of my favorite movies were made in the, the 30s and the 40s because the um, the comedy part is a whole lot different. It's different. I, yeah, it, it, you, you don't have to get way out well like you said earlier the cuss words or things like that i i i, I like just pure comedy where right. the the naturally the acting, funny the acting was better right i mean it, it really was um i uh ghost breakers not ghost busters but ghost breakers w- was made and i believe it was in the late 30s and uh to sit there and watch that movie, I would literally cry. I would be laughing so hard at those movies. And they're, they're very innocent-type uh, mm-hmm. movies. But in today's time, um, for whatever reason, they they think that it treats certain groups worse than it does others. But, but those people were just absolutely hilarious. They had a gift that others didn't have. And, I agree. And, and I think that... Uh, um, when you look at them in an innocent, through innocent eyes, you enjoy things a whole lot more. I agree. Yeah. Now, what have we not covered as far as um, what you're going to be looking at as far as the next, what is it, four years? Four years. Four years. Um, and they are elected in, in uh, how many people? run every two years three three run every two years okay so um i wonder why why did they set that up why couldn't they have everybody because they want to keep some type of experience some type of experience on at one time okay i I think uh, something that's going to come up in the next four years is some kind of hybrid or district representation for the council Mm -hmm. i think that'll come up in the next four years we already talked about a full-time mayor i think that'll come up in the next four years and the red light cameras. Red light cameras are going to be up for renewal in the next four years. Yeah. So there's there's three things that are pretty big in the next four years. So those particular issues are going to be big as far as your attention is concerned, as far as some of the things that really have to change as far as the city council and, and what the makeup is of it. Right. Yeah, a lot of people in certain, like you said, certain areas have certain issues, and a lot of people in certain areas don't feel they have any representation on the city council. And so there's certain areas of town that have been calling for district representation for years and years and years, 
And uh, I, I, I'm for a hybrid system where you keep some at-larges in some districts. That way everybody still has that large representation and gets a district representative also. That's kind of changing it a little bit of a time, isn't it? Change a little bit at a time, that's right. So let people get a feel of what it's like. But I, I presume that once you make that change, it's going to be pretty permanent. It's going to be pretty permanent. Yeah. I, I don't like full district representation because then you just have one person representing you where you're going from seven now down to one or two, including the mayor. I, I think you've got to have some at large still there. Okay. So I presume you pre you've done some study on it. I, I've and, done some and, looking at it. And seeing how um, it, it's not going to be a, a really major change, though, if, no. you, if you do it that way. Right. It's not going to be a major change, as major doing it that way. But it gets both both sides of the community are st would still be okay with it. The people who don't want any districts, they still have some at-larges. People that just want districts have their districts, but they have at-larges also. So it's kind of a good compromise of in the middle. So the representation, as far as some of the areas feel like in our community, they feel like they're, they're not getting 100% attention Correct. to what their particular needs are. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I, I can. But, but we've, we've kind of broadened out so much here in Murfreesboro that it, it's not like it used to be where you would have um, uh, certain parts of the city that may be um, a little bit separated away mm -hmm. from all the changes that are going on and, and maybe um, do you think that the people in Murfreesboro have a strong representation now as far as what their particular needs are? I think so. I think the city council has done a good job as far as handling needs uh, I think we need to we need to look at more needs versus wants. Mm -hmm. When we fall into a fiscal problem, we don't need to be building twenty million dollars soccer parks and five hundred thousand dollars mountain bike trails, and then raise taxes, yeah. or give money to major corporations to come here while raising taxes on normal people. We don't, we need to look at those things differently. Can you drive through Murfreesboro? Since you mentioned that a minute ago, can you drive through Murfreesboro and see that maybe? Certain parts of Murfreesboro are not getting the attention as other parts. Now, are we looking at financial-type situations, or what? what is causing that? I think they're just talking about getting people on the phone or feeling like they have representation. I, I'm a realtor, so I drive all around town every day, mm -hmm. and it seems like everybody's the, – the roads are all – the roads that are there are good. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got good growth in all areas. So you, I think Murfreesboro as a whole is is moving in the right direction. Now, since you mentioned realty, um, there are certain uh, careers that may or may not affect what is going on at the top level of mm -hmm. city government. And I know that there are all kinds of boards and things that are offered to individuals who may be experts in real estate and those type things. Should people look at that in a negative way or should people look at that in a positive way? Well, I think being a realtor on the council is a positive since I, I work with small businesses and individual individuals and families finding houses and locations every day. Yeah. So I know what the what people are asking me what they want every single day, whether yeah. it's a, a, a person finding a house, a family buying a house, a family renting a house, uh, a, a, a company finding a location, a, a small business finding a location. So I get to hear their needs and wants. So to me, that's a plus that I can go onto the council as far as planning things and uh, looking at the overall makeup of the city. Being able to hear the feedback of the people every day in my profession, I think, is an asset to look at the city, the way planning and zoning is going. Mm -hmm. uh, and and a lot of people say, well, realtors uh, they they run the city. Well, and in all honesty, you've got seven members of the council, including the mayor. None of those are none of those are realtors. You've got a, a funeral home owner. Uh, you've got two bankers. 
You've got a guy that owns a paving one company. Is, one is in the building. One is in the building. The mayor, I was going to get to that. Yeah, okay, go yeah. ahead. Uh, you've got a, a guy that works at MTSU. You've got a photographer, and then you've got a builder. Uh, and he's a builder. He's not a realtor. There's not been a realtor on the city council since Chris Bratcher in 2012. What happened with the city police department where it was so they lost so much money building that uh, building what what happened who was supposed to be looking after that particular responsibility as far as the taxpayers in murfreesboro because it went way over. city manager should have, should have been watching that and if he had been the mayor who was responsible for that and um working for the people of Murfreesboro as a, an elected official, mm-hmm. would the mayor have caught more static off of that yes. than the city manager? Yes, he would. Now, I, And I do think, and I don't know the whole case, but I would think that's why that city manager is no longer here is because of the police department and other things of, of, of involving the police department. Yeah. But who ultimately paid for it? The city taxpayers. Yeah. And, 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 and that, that's just it. Um, we hold our city managers, I'm talking about the council and the mayor, we, we hold them as being the ones responsible for everything that goes on that's in correct. the city. Uh, what happened in the last four or five years that it, it seemed like there was nobody watching what was going on? I, I agree. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to run. How, how do you think that, that happened? Because you, you can sit there and watch the meetings, and, and uh, everybody knows that I think Ronnie Martin mm-hmm. is the best city councilman we've had in many, many years because he does his research. He's not going to follow the line. He's going to do what he thinks is best for the city of Murfreesboro. And how in the world, and, and he does a great job. I've got to say this also for Ronnie, uh, Pinnacle Bank, he, he uh, reached out to the small business owners, everybody that filed uh, for their PPP monies, loan. for their monies, uh, they got it simply because they reached out to the entire community and, and basically, in the initial part of it, the banks lose money. They really do. But you take a man like that that goes through his business and treats it like he does also as a city councilman, you, you know that you've got a person who accepts his responsibilities at the highest level. Absolutely. How, how do you relate that in your business to what you're going to be dealing with but, if you're elected to well, city council? Two things I learned from my dad is anything you do, you give 100% and you go all out. You don't yeah. sign up for something to do it halfway. If yeah. you're going to do it, you do it all the way. And two, you listen to everybody. Don't just listen to the CEO. Don't just listen to the manager. You listen to everybody from the guy washing the toilets all the way to the top. And that's what I think we've lost in our community. We've lost the ability to listen to everyone and communicate and sit down and get on the same page. And that's where I think Ronnie excels is he does listen to everybody. He does his research, and he makes his own opinion. He doesn't just go with the opinion that's put in front of him. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think I will be, I'll be the same kind of person. I'll do my research. I'll do my own internal research. I'll talk to everybody involved and come up with my opinion. It's not going to be a line opinion. It's going to be what Sean thinks is the best opinion by listening to both sides. And it's they, not really an opinion. It's something that you educate yourself that's, that's on. That's right. That's right. And the, the greatest thing is you're going to talk to some people that are going to change your mind, that you're dead set and say, hey, I'm, I'm right on this. And you talk to somebody and they go, you know what? That person's right. And totally change your whole mindset on everything. So by, the, by what my dad taught me, you talk to everybody and you give yourself 100%. That's exactly what I plan to do. And that's not an easy thing to do because just like when Donald Trump ran, he said he's going to clear out that swamp up there. It, 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 it's hard when, when you have had a long time of people being in positions and they, they can give you answers that sound like they're the best answers in the world, 
but it's very hard to uh, take that and move it in and, a and move it in. Uh, you're basically looking for the truth, right? That's right. And, and you want to make sure that those those people um, are not looking out for themselves. That's They're correct. looking out for the entire community. And that's what we're there for. We're there for to serve the whole community, not just to serve ourselves. We're yeah. there to do the betterment of Murfreesboro. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. Thank you for I having me. I enjoyed having you on here today. Absolutely. Thanks for having and me. And good luck. Thank you. One week or eight days. Eight days? Eight days. Next Thursday. You see, tomorrow's Thursday, so it's a week from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow. And that's the big day. That's the big day. All right, guys, make sure you vote, and uh, we will see you in the morning. And believe it or not, uh, Larry Smothman and Bobby are going to be on tomorrow and just going to absolutely enjoy having them here. We'll see you. Thank you. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. News Radio WGNS.